and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Giselle Aguiar, and my hope is to show you how to have a personal relationship with our Savior, Jesus Christ, and that salvation is through Christ alone by the free gift of God's grace. Friends, we are living in the last days, and Jesus is coming back soon. You need to be ready. And the only way to do that is to listen to the Word of God and invite Him into your heart. I pray that as you hear this message, it will encourage you to read the Bible for yourself. Seek the truth. Ask God to open your heart, eyes, and mind to understand what His Spirit is trying to tell you. The episode will begin after a short message. Are you being deceived by false teachers who preach fake news? A fake gospel, that is. You know the good news about the true salvation of Jesus Christ? Is the church you're attending preaching the truth about Jesus, or do they teach a twisted, watered-down version? How can you tell the difference? How can you know the real Jesus? Believe it or not, Paul faced the same problem back in the first century. There were false apostles who talked a good talk, but they were lying to the church of that day. Just like today, they were being deceived by Satan's cronies. Let's see how he dealt with it. We're in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, and Paul writes, I hope you will put up with a little more of my foolishness. Please bear with me, for I am jealous for you with the jealousy of God himself. I promised you as a pure bride to one husband in Christ. Okay, if you're not sure what that is, if you click on over to my blog, I have that phrase linked to um, information on the wedding feast of Christ in Revelation. Um, continuing, verse 3. But I fear that somehow your pure and undivided devotion to Christ will be corrupted, just as Eve was deceived by the cunning ways of the serpent. You happily put up with whatever anyone tells you, even if they preach a different Jesus than the one we preach, or a different kind of spirit than the one you received, or a different kind of gospel than the one you believed. But I don't consider myself inferior in any way to these super apostles who teach such things. I may be unskilled as a speaker, but I'm not lacking in knowledge. We have made this clear to you in every possible way. Was I wrong when I humbled myself and honored you by preaching God's good news to you without expecting anything in return? I robbed, that's in quotations, other churches by accepting their contributions so I could serve you at no cost. And when I was with you and didn't have enough to live on, I did not become a financial burden to anyone. For the brothers who came from Macedonia brought me all that I needed. I have never been a burden to you, and I never will be. As surely as the truth of Christ is in me, no one in all of Greece will ever stop me from boasting about this. Why? Because I don't love you. God knows that I do. But I will continue doing what I have always done. This will undercut those who are looking for an opportunity to boast that their work is just like ours. These people are false apostles. They are deceitful workers who disguise themselves as apostles of Christ. But I am not surprised. Even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So it is no wonder that his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. 
in the end, they will get the punishment their wicked deeds deserve. All right, let's stop here a second. Preaching another Jesus. Is the preacher or priest that you're listening to cheating on the true Jesus? If they are saying that Jesus was never resurrected, is Satan's brother, is not the living God, was just another prophet, was just another rabbi, they are preaching the wrong Jesus. If the preacher says that you'll get rich by sending him money, that's the wrong spirit. If they tell you that you have to work or pay for salvation, that's the wrong gospel. Run and don't look back. These preachers are Satan's servants masquerading as Christian leaders and apostles of Christ. Don't fall for the disguise. They may sound eloquent, but they are deceivers. They sound like light, but it's really darkness. Remember, Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. If you click on over to my blog, um, I have a link to a related study in Galatians 1 that I did about false, false prophets and false teachings. Continuing, Paul's many trials were in verse 16. Again, I say, don't think that I am a fool to talk like this. But even if you do listen to me as you would to a foolish person, while I also boast a little, such boasting is not from the Lord, but I am acting like a fool. And since others boast about their human achievements, I will too. After all, you think you are so wise, but you enjoy putting up with fools. You put up with it when someone enslaves you, takes everything you have, takes advantage of you, takes control of everything, and slaps you in the face. I'm ashamed to say that we've been too weak to do that. But whatever they dare to boast about, I'm talking like a fool again. I dare to boast about it too. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they descendants of Abraham? So am I. Are they servants of Christ? I know I, I sound like a madman, but I have served him far more. I have worked harder, been put in prison more often, been whipped times without number and faced death again and again. Five different times the Jewish leaders gave me 39 lashes. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. Once I spent a whole night and a day adrift at sea. I have traveled on many long journeys. I have faced danger from rivers and from robbers. I have faced danger from my own people, the Jews, as well as from the Gentiles. I have faced danger in the cities, in the deserts, and on the seas. And I have faced danger from men who claim to be believers but are not. I have worked hard and long and during many sleepless nights. I have been hungry and thirsty and have often gone without food. I have shivered in the cold without enough clothing to keep me warm. Then, besides all this, I have the daily burden of my concern for all the churches. Wow, imagine that. Who is weak without my feeling that weakness? Who is led astray and I don't burn with anger? If I must boast, I would rather boast about the things that show how weak I am. God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who is worthy of eternal praise, knows I am not lying. When I was in Damascus, the governor under King Aratas kept guards at the city gates to catch me. I had to be lowered in a basket through a window in the city wall to escape escape from him. Well, that's the end of chapter 11, but kind of continues the story in um, 
the next the next chapter, which we'll cover tomorrow. And we complain life is hard. After all that Paul went through, and he was probably writing this letter from prison in Rome, he still thought and worried about all the churches he started. He prayed for them daily. To him, they were his children. Moreover, he would send other helpers to the churches, Titus, Timothy, Silas, Barnabas, to name a few. He knew that left on their own, the church could fall for the next sweet-talking, charismatic, feel-good preacher that came along. Yes, he admits to being weak. And as we will see in the next chapter, weakness can be a pleasure under Christ. How do you tell the difference between the true gospel and a false teaching? Frankly, it's not easy. It all sounds good. However, here are three things that you can do to help you discern if it's the truth or not. First, read and study the Bible for yourself. The more you read the Bible, the good news, the New Testament, the more it will be ingrained in your heart and mind. Subsequently, when you hear something that sounds flaky, you'll know where to go in the scriptures to see if it's true or not. Like, for instance, the concept of purgatory. It doesn't exist. It's not in the Bible at all. Go ahead. Look for yourself. It's not there. It was an invention of greedy church leaders centuries ago. I, and I did a, a, a deep dive study as to who started purgatory. So click on over to my blog and go down and click on purgatory and you'll, and you'll see or search for it. Number two, pray. Just talk to God. You don't need a special script or a ritual. God is your friend, your heavenly father, and Jesus is your brother. Ask God for the truth. Third, ask the Holy Spirit. This is even easier if you have Jesus in your heart. If you've committed your life to Jesus, you'll have the Holy Spirit in your heart and you'll feel nudgings telling you that what you're hearing is a lie. You'll feel joy, peace, and hope if what you're hearing is the truth. Believe me, that's really true. So ask yourself, when you go to church or listen to a preacher online, ask yourself, do I feel joy, peace, and hope? Or that doesn't sound right. That, my friend, should help you decide if you should keep listening to that preacher or not. So do you have Jesus and the Holy Spirit in your heart? If you're not sure if you're saved or not, if you truly want to be born again and have the assurance of salvation, receive the Holy Spirit and get a one-way nonstop ticket to heaven and that you won't be left behind in the rapture, this is what you have to do. Invite Jesus into your heart. Jesus said, John chapter 10, verses 9 through 11, Yes, I am the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. They will come and go freely, and I will find good pastures. The thief's purpose, Satan, is to steal, kill, and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. So if you don't know how to invite Jesus into your heart, there's a prayer in the show notes, or you can click on over to my blog and click where it says how to invite Jesus into your heart. Soli Deo Gloria. To God alone be the glory. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, 
feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3.9, The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish, but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24:14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria. To God alone be the glory.